Jordan Peterson has called for a need to rediscover the spirit of the Father. Many have been inspired to embark on their own hero's journey to set their life in order. But how do we balance order and chaos to live a life of meaning? What does it actually mean to be surrendered to God? And how do we root ourselves to stable ground as we witness the re-enchantment of reality? At Manifesto, we're engaged on a mission to rediscover and understand manhood, and from this foundation to create a dynamic and thriving community. My name's Paul, welcome to Manifesto. Paul Robson here from Manifesto, and I wanna to talk today about embodiment. I'm gonna talk about what embodiment means, what it doesn't mean, and what are the most common simplifications or misunderstandings of embodiment, how we get it wrong, uh, and how that can really affect the way that you're trying to become more embodied. Uh, and I'm also going to talk about what to do about it and, and what are our biggest kind of realizations as far as embodiment is concerned and your personal practice uh, in Manifesto. Um, so we just had a discussion about, uh, about embodiment on our internal group, and it's been fantastic. And so this is going to be my attempt to share the main ideas that have come out of that discussion. So yeah, very shortly, um, I think my journey uh, with embodiment started about 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago, uh, and it's been pretty much the biggest focus in my life uh, since then. Um, it actually happened on a Vipassana meditation retreat, 10 days where you're sitting meditating at like very intense, both physical and, and mental uh, experience, of course, uh, on these Vipassana retreats, um, where day seven or eight, I was kind of starting to go crazy. And I was starting to hallucinate every time I closed my eyes, I saw these like monsters in front of me going and doing all kinds of weird stuff and um, wanted to leave and had a talk with the teacher. And he just kind of said to me, you know, sit down, notice your breath, the same stuff they always say on these kinds of retreats. Um, and, and that's where I had this realization that, that I kind of realized this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and that was this realization that in society and in my own life, we've cut the human being uh, in two <laughs> uh, from, you know, the head and the body in some ways, the mind and, and the physicality. Uh, and, and we don't have a way of bringing these things together. And that was really the way my life was. I had a whole lot of ideas floating up here, but they weren't connected to my lived experience of being myself. Uh, and so I realized what I want to do is to bring those together in myself and to as much as possible also uh, contribute to other people to being able to do the same thing. I see it as the biggest challenge of our society that we're faced with today, bigger than climate change and Corona and all these other things. You know, these are big problems, but I, I think they really go back to this kind of dual split that we, we have in the human being and, and the problems uh, that come out of that. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've been working on this for 10 years. This is what's basically my guiding principle. Uh, and we have mind and body work and equal split of both of them uh, in everything that we do. Um, and that's been a long journey. I'm not going to go into the details of it. It included uh, starting going intensely into meditation, rock climbing, all kinds of other spiritual practices, uh, going off into a kind of like a burning man hedonistic lifestyle, uh, and eventually ending up with me um, coming to a, an experience of going up a mountain and meeting God. Uh, I converted to Orthodox Christianity about two and a half years ago and um, uh, have really found the combination of meditation, prayer, uh, and uh, understanding the highest principles of existence and bringing those together in a personal practice um, is, is what it's, what's, what's contributing to help me to continue along this process or path towards greater embodiment. 
Uh, and I think that, so I said I was going to talk about what is embodiment. Well, embodiment is, is about, you know, human beings are a plastic, to a certain extent, uh, being that can be formed in many different ways, very much by the things that we do. <laughs> our thoughts uh, and our actions uh, have this tendency of, of forming and molding us in a specific way. And, and so, especially our habits and our practices, the things that we do very regularly, they change us and form us. And so there's this idea that we can engage in intentional practices uh, to form ourselves or, or to mold our being in a specific direction. Um, some of us, of course, engage in all of us engage in <laughs> unintentional, unthought through uh, practices, which are also uh, forming us and, and changing uh, our way of being in the world. Um, but but um, through doing it intentionally, we can actually form ourselves in a specific direction. And so when we talk about embodiment, then normally the conversation goes, first of all, towards physical practices. Uh, and, and a lot of it's just focused on kind of what are the things that I'm doing that's getting me in touch with my body. Uh, and I think this is a, an expression of that most of the people who are talking about these sub subjects in, in our community are white color workers sitting often behind computer screens and sometimes don't use enough time on our, our physical practices of, you know, like whatever it is that we want to be doing. So just getting in shape, going to the gym or, you know, going to uh, martial arts training or yoga or rock climbing or, or whatever it is. Um, but really, uh, if you understand the word embodiment, then you have to understand that you're not just embodying something you're embodying something very concrete like so there has to be an idea of well what is it that i want to embody uh, and and what we're normally looking for is a role model or a mode of being or often another person another being that we can that we can say well that's an ideal that i want to try and be able to take in for myself and become more like that uh, and so that can be, you know, the, the trainer at your uh, at, at a sports uh, in, in your sports activity. It could be some kind of celebrity sports uh, athlete that you that you know as well. But often there'll also be other principles that we're looking to embody as well. Principles about, you know, love or compassion or dedication or courage uh, or, you know, a relentless uh, a pursuit of a, of a goal uh, to be able to attain to the highest reaches of whatever it is, the skill that you're trying to master. Uh, or something like that. Um, but the important thing is that if you don't have a, 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 a vision or a goal or a role model that you're aiming towards, then just a, a, an embodiment practice that doesn't that that doesn't have that, it's going to be an exploration of 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 more like just the physical presence of being. Um, and what you'll often end up is is you know focus. And there are very you know, lots of people who advocate this kind of thing, and there's a certain value to it as well, um, of course, is, is embodiment of your present in the moment emotions and your present in the moment thoughts. And so, so you know, there's this aspect whereby this split of between the mind and the body has, le has left many people not in touch with their feelings uh, and not able to express what's going up in their head uh, in a physical embodied way, allowing it to come out of their bodies as well. And so, and so uh, there are practices like circling, uh, where you sit around in a circle of people, you don't have an agenda, you're not allowed to talk about anything except for what's happening in the present moment. And that's a really interesting practice to do with some other people, something I've done quite a lot of time and helped me a lot uh, to become more embodied, I would say, of my present things that are happening in my head, being able to actually express them instead of holding back and living behind a mask where I'm actually not kind of putting out there what's actually happening inside. 
Uh, and then another practice that I could mention here is contact improvisation dance, which I think can best be explained as kind of like a meditation of movement and physical expression in contact with other people where you're, we are, you're engaging with, with, you know, contact uh, and movement in a, an expressive, creative way um, by, where, by moving together with other people in, in, in a spontaneous way where you're not kind of premeditating. You don't know what's going to happen until, you know, it actually just happens and unfolds in, in the connection with another person. Um, and this also gives you access to your emotional being in some ways and, and allowing whatever is an emotional to come in there to come out. Um, but as I said, there's a risk with these things. There's, it's not the final final destination or it's dangerous if you just have this as the final destination. So as I said, I'd say these things should be seen as a step on the path um, because what's going to happen with this is that you'll discover that your emotions are very erratic. They go all over the place. <laughs> there is no bottom to the depths of how far down they can go as far as like this a downward spiral can happen sometimes if you allow your your thinking to go that way um and there's no clear direction they don't lead you anywhere as well so our emotions kind of pull us in all different directions we're very influenced by things outside of ourselves and so that you'll you'll end up uh, embodying something that's going to be incredibly chaotic uh and you know, a, a good symbol of the chaos, I would say, is, is the dragon. Uh, this Jordan Peterson, of course, explains this very well, how, you know, the dragon of chaos is, is the, the unknown, the, the, the incredible paradoxical chaos of, of, of reality that we, we often try and step back from. And so, and so doing some of these practices, it, it, it's a way in some ways to see that, that, that dragon, that, that chaotic being that is there all the time. Uh, and and that you know we can I think we can benefit from 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 having a meeting with in some ways. But um, the problem is you don't want to uh, try and make that dragon your best friend, <laughs> or or to try and embody that dragon either. There are people, of course, who who try and embody a dragon uh, and actually start you know physically putting horns on their head and you know painting their face and changing their their appearance to try and look more and more like a dragon as well. And, and so maybe this is an example where this is that kind of thing, an extreme example. Um, but you also just see people who go into these kind of practices and their life degrades more and more into a chaotic state. Uh, and, and they seem it's more and more difficult to gather things together again. And so this is where I think the importance of connecting to a wisdom tradition, a religion, a philosophy, uh, a, a comprehensive understanding of reality uh, I, I like to use the words of cosmology and anthropology, basically. So you, you have to have uh, uh, the, 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 yeah, let's say the embodiment process of, of physical practice is a kind of bottoms up thing where you're trying to gather data from, you know, what's very close to your physical experience of the world and, and pull that into a comprehensive understanding of yourself. But you have to combine that bottom-up approach with a top-down approach as well. So you have to find something that you can put your faith in, something bigger than yourself. You can't figure out everything from the beginning again. You can't just say, oh, we're a tabula rasa and I'm going to start and you know, discover everything for myself. You have to rely on other people because if you, if you don't rely on some other established tradition, wisdom, if you don't put your faith in something bigger in yourself that you actually trust, you're probably going to unconsciously end up putting your faith in something that you haven't really considered. Uh, and, and so there's this idea that human beings are inherently religious. We inherently need to worship something. We create idols uh, of, of that which we, we, we look up to. Um, and, and so we can consciously decide to, I think a, a very useful word is to use, even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not even religious, then to have an understanding of what is God for me? 
you know, so God can be, you know, achievement. It could be um, reaching to a, a place of stability and balance. It could be equanimity, um, you know, but, you know, or it could just, you know, you could base it on an idea from like, you know, the Judeo-Christian, the Abrahamic God. Um, but if you don't have an idea of that, then there's probably a good chance that you're going to make, uh, you know, veganism or money or status or or something else like that. You'll you'll select a lesser god and you'll end up serving and sacrificing to that god as well. This is something that that we humans do. Uh, Carl Jung uh, spoke very well about about this topic, I think, and obviously Jordan Peterson as well. Um, so so finding some kind of system that you can use as a top down and putting your face in that. Uh, and, and most of these systems, I would say, one, one of the weaknesses of Western Christianity, uh, actually, is that it's kind of been disconnected from its own system of practices. And this is, I think, why in the West, a lot of people have gone to Buddhism and Hindu and yoga uh, traditions, because, because there's actually a, a very well-established system of practice. Where, and the practices are there to kind of um, connect the physical experience of, of being uh, through a, a set of practices that form our way, our mode of being in the world into this kind of wisdom tradition, which, which comes down from the top and, and illuminates or gives revelation or something like that, or, or is, you know, wisdom that's passed down that we can try and, you know, or it's more knowledge that's passed down and we can try and embody that and then it allow, allows it to become wisdom, right? Um, so, so, you know, Protestant Christianity, the type that I grew up in, um, it's, it's very much an understanding of, well, you know, I have these ideas in my head. And, and if I just say, like, I believe in Jesus, then everything's good and solved and problem, problem over, right? I'm, I'm creating a terrible caricature, of course. Um, but this is kind of the way that I understood things as well. And so when my life didn't go well, even though I said, hey, I'm a Christian, like things should be going well. I'm, I believe in God, <laughs> but things aren't going well. It's probably because I was really lacking in the practices. There was no actual practice that I could do. And so you need a physical embodiment practice of, of, of meditation. And, and I, I would say something that engages your body. In the Orthodox Church, we, we stand up for a liturgy, which is a ritual, which is two hours where we're gathered together around uh, a shared experience of, of looking upwards towards what is the highest uh, and the lowest and what unites the highest and the lowest, you know, in, in the cross um, together. But, I, I, you know, I think all, most wisdom traditions have this um, in different, different manners uh, and different approaches and, and different ways of doing it. Um, somehow equating yourself with, with absolute knowledge, uh, with, with, with the absolute being, you know, with, with the divine darkness, if you will, with the, 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 the silence and, and, that, and that, you know, bringing together the, the chaos of being with, you know, the light that comes from above or something like that in your, in your own physical experience. Um, so Alexander Bard in our discussion, he used a really great term for this. He said, you know, we could just as well talking about uh, embodiment. We also don't talk about in mindment, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's not just about like going down into the body and feeling, uh, but it's about bringing these things together. And so, you know, maybe in our society, there, there can be this tendency for the pendulum to swing from, from like, you know, being too orientated on the top down uh, ideas and, and the way that, you know, we have to just like, you know, look upwards and then focus on all these things to like, okay, now we need to go down and just like be, you know, the animal self and somehow. And, and so that we swing back and forth between these two things. But what we really need to do is, is something that can unite uh, and bring them together in the center. And, and so I, I think, you know, I, maybe just if I, one conclusion I would say is, is a heart-based project practice uh, is, is perhaps the central thing I would say as far as embodiment is concerned. So something that, that can bring you into in a very real physical way into 
your, your, your own bodily center into your heart. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of like the, the center of, of where we are, right? Of the left and the right and up and the down. Uh, and, and the heart, what does it symbolize? Well, it, it symbolizes compassion, it symbolizes uh, connection. It symbolizes uh, that which supplies life to all the rest of the body as well, of course, right? Um, and, and, and so there's a very real way in which meditating on that and, and bringing yourself to be that, to, to be centered. You know, one of the big challenges and the reason why we're talking about embodiment so much is because we're so split and fragmented and atomized. Uh, and so being able to center myself and, and at the very center of your being is your heart. Well, in the physical sense, it's actually a little bit more on the left, isn't it? Uh, which is an interesting, uh, interesting uh, symbolic thing one could consider as well, um, what it is the left represents. But I think that's a, a subject for another video. So yeah, this was my take on embodiment. I hope that you've got something out of it. Um, and and I, I think, um, yeah, I really hope that we can bring together a much clearer understanding of how uh, embodiment, it's not just about diving down into your emotions, your feelings and, and experiencing, you know, that, that's important, that's a big part of it, but it's about bringing things together into You've been listening to Conversations on Masculinity with Manifesto. We enjoy good discussions, but far more importantly, we are a real community with plenty of opportunities for you to engage online and in person. So check out our website on manifesto.com to learn more. And if you enjoyed the content here, then please share this podcast with a friend. Thanks.